0: Back to the Conservation Made Simple podcast. Um, if you listened to the last episode, hopefully you did, thank you. And this is gonna be our first one on video. <laughs> if you didn't,
1: go back. Yeah, if you didn't go back and listen to go it. Go back and listen to it. It was a good one. We yeah. went through so many. Well, I mean, first we just went through it a CMS. We mm-hmm. went through what we want to aim to do with the podcast, yep. where it's supposed to go, and then I think my favorite part of it, which stories. is going through our stories. Yeah. Because not only was it their first time listening to our stuff, but it was our first time listening to some of our each other's stories, and definitely. I'm still thinking that you need to alter that one story for Bigfoot. Mm. Throw it out there. But you do what you want to I'll do. I'll take notes, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, today uh, we're going to break down the mission statement for Conservation Made Simple. Yeah. So looking forward to kind of going into that. But if anybody doesn't know what the mission statement is, it's Conservation Made Simple believes that conservation of our shared environment mm-hmm. should be accessible, solution oriented and inspirational. Yeah. Why is this different?
0: Well, <laughs> good question, Karen. Um, a couple of reasons. me just pitched um, that to you. Yeah, um, yeah you hit it out of you. the park. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so I mean for us it's different because we're trying to create positive solutions um, yeah. instead of really focusing on negative accusations in the last episode we talked about kind of pointing the finger versus yeah learning the motives of um, someone else and trying to understand. And we as an organization want to work towards creating positive solutions and moving forward into the future rather than kind of looking at the mistakes of the past and blaming people because we got to make a difference. So,
1: Well, absolutely. And I think one of the cool things, one of the things I've used as an example every time, right? The shirt that I'm wearing today is actually a hemp and um, bamboo shirt. (laughs) (laughs) And instead of me just saying, Hey, don't use, you know, virgin cotton shirts and then just point my finger at you and say, like, hey, Logan. Why are you wearing that shirt? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what, what is wrong with you? Don't do that. Um, I'm instead like, look at how cool this is. Yeah. Right? I mean, and you see this, we naturally do this as humans in life. We're always like, Hey, you gotta come check out this new thing or like come see this new thing. And our excitement then bubbles over and bleeds into other people's excitement. Yeah. And so I think that's something that needs to be done and everything else. And then further Hmm. following through with that. So there's, there's a lot of times that, you know, we, we raise our voice and we say, this needs to be done or so on and so forth. And you're like, let's change this, let's change that. But are we ultimately following through with those changes Hmm. or are we just saying, change this? Yeah. All right, cool. (laughs) Good job, everybody. Like we can go home now. You know, it's, I, because that's not the that's not the point of this. So no. it's it's the follow through. You know, you don't plant a tree and then walk away. You have to continue to water yeah. it and, and create nurture it. and Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so that's what we're hoping is that we'll create things, continue forward, and then either pass it on to to somebody else to continue that, or we'll continue it into into eternity. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Also, we talked about um, really just kind of the disconnect between the lingo of science and common knowledge. And so that's kind of lucid science. That's also really just what we're trying to work towards in our mission is making science understandable to anybody. Because I think sometimes it can be intimidating when you feel like you have to learn all these new words in order (laughs) to speak the language. But really, you don't because it's just the natural world. Um, We just have created... I mean, it's a field, so we've created lingo to talk about it, but that doesn't mean that you have to be deep in the field to understand it.
1: Seriously. I mean, like and I, like you said, lucid science, but we also have other really simple ones. We have our dinner party terms, mm-hmm. which might be one of my favorite Instagram series. Again, if you don't follow us on Instagram, do that. <laughs> we've had one of those every episode. Um, oh, I'm going to throw that in everywhere. Continue <laughs> to follow us on our social media. And this is our first episode that we're also putting up on YouTube. So if you're watching yes. us on YouTube, thank you. If you're listening to us on the podcast, this episode will come out in a couple of days on YouTube, but it's, it's the simple stuff. Just trying to understand some new terms, some terminology. Even last week I used the word arboreal yeah. and, and I had somebody reach out and go, what? <laughs> What's arboreal, right? So, um, you know, I, I enjoy that and I'm looking forward to what else we can throw out into the science world that is science-y, mm-hmm. but then break it down and make it, make it easy.
0: Yeah. And also really kind of we've talked about a couple times the idea of our culture not being open to other people's ideas um,
1: <laughs> yeah we've become very close-minded sometimes
0: yeah and honestly I, I don't know if that's like specific to the US or just um, I mean it's our experience as we know it so but what we had talked about again in the last episode you and I have, have had conversations a lot about um, just being open to learning from other people and not really shutting them down but instead, where they're coming from
1: yeah and i think this is where i'm excited mm-hmm. about our facebook group to be able to have conversations with people of other opinions yeah in a actual meaningful going to produce results conversations not a this is why you're wrong yeah um yeah. when we were talking about that point logan and i one of the things that i said was when you're in that debate if you want to say mm-hmm. are you listening to figure out what your next point is or are you listening to figure out how does that affect the point that you think yeah about yourself right or or in that circumstance like what is it that you're thinking already and how is that going to alter what you're looking at so I think that changes everything it and I, 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 I'm guilty I know that I do it all the time I'm yeah. always like, here's what my next point is thanks for what you're saying I'm not listening I'm just like, how do I form this and then take that into my next piece but so I think breaking it down a little bit more so those are a couple of reasons why we're well, I think we're a little different than most organizations mm-hmm. we are attempting to do a couple of things that are not usual yeah. or even the easy route yeah but it starts with what is the shared environment now we started to have <laughs> a debate of our own into what the word environment includes mm-hmm. and i said let's p- click pause mm-hmm. and the two of us let's finish this on the actual podcast so this yeah. is kind of un Charter Charter territory territory. between the two of us are going okay what is the environment so I'll let you because I had brought up the subject yeah so what is the environment to you and what does it include
0: yeah so I don't know I think it's something that's changed a lot over time but when I think about it I think of like every living thing and every non-living thing like on the planet um, and that includes us. Which is kind of what, and the things we make and the things we make and the ways that we influence the environment. We create new environments as people, mm-hmm. and I guess yeah, kind of um, the sticking point in our debate was whether or not like we really are a part of that environment or whether we are creators of it. And I think we're both, but at the same time, I think i focus focused more on the fact that like humans are not outside of the environment. Like we live on this planet, we engage with all the other living animals on this planet as much as or even more than most others do so
1: yeah and i my my point on that like you (laughs) said was i don't think humans are part of the word environment Mm. and the things that we make i don't think it is the same thing um in terms of what traditionally what environment means right if i said i'm an environmentalist i'm not like hey i'm gonna try to clean up brooklyn like Mm. i mean like it's just there are very different parts of the environment and then there's us and I don't I I know that I have a a religious bias sometimes and some of that so there's a little bit of it but ultimately it came down to the idea that if if I'm in my neighborhood and a bear comes into my neighborhood and I I where I live I mean we are relatively in the woods I got woods in the back of our place I've seen bears in the area we have got coyotes all over the place owls everything if a bear comes into our neighborhood uh, even me phrasing it that way I've said it's come into our neighborhood and we say, well, he's out of his environment or he's into our environment or he's into our space. Mm. We've talked about uh, or places to we'll talk about like the peregrine falcon in New York. You know, they have nests up on skyscrapers and stuff. And you're like, oh, man, they can adapt to our environment. Isolates it. It says these are two very different things. Mm.
0: Yeah. But to that, I would say that it maybe <laughs> used to be the bear's home. And then now we're here.
1: Also, 100%. So. I didn't say that our environment is good.
0: Yeah. I don't think it is. (laughs) We we create, we definitely do like create our own lands, like our own environments.
1: Yeah. And then we say, this is our, this is my place now. Yeah. You know, and this, you know, a whole other tangent. But the idea of like, you know, we've talked about climate change Mm. on other parts of our, on other platforms. We haven't gotten to that here. But the idea is that humans can change the environment to what their needs are, Mm. whereas animals have to adapt to the environment. And with that thinking, which makes sense, logically makes sense. It means that we have control over the environment, which then in my opinion means that you're outside of and you're over. But again, I'm sure we can go back and forth. Yeah, a, true. A great example of oh, agree to disagree. Yeah. We both have, we both have learned another. a little bit from each <laughs> other. Um, and I think it's great. Um, but anyways, long story short, uh, agreed 100%. It's anything from bugs to bears, you know, the moss, the evergreens, all the plants living, everything like that. Yep. And then, then there is this other side and whether it is part or not, You have our lifestyles, our buildings, our automobiles, everything. And we say, okay, these are two things. Now, either way, there is a middle ground. Mm -hmm. Whether it means that we are of it or not, there's a middle ground. And that's the shared environment. That's where the overlap comes in. And some of the animals come into ours. We go into them, hiking, fishing, whatever it is. There's a lot of those arms that stretch out into the new stuff. So when we say the shared environment in our mission statement, that's what we're kind of focusing on. Yeah. So... Where environmentalism a lot of time is is in the in between, so oh, exactly, yeah, yeah, I'm sure we can pull out some great quotes, yeah, um true. about that and some sort of brilliant really minds on that, yeah, but you can see quotes on our Twitter um <laughs> <laughs> follow us over there um anyways, so yeah, accessibility is our next kind of key word in our mission statement so
0: yeah and with that um we're really just focusing on again kind of what i was saying earlier but this is more specific in that making science available to everyone i mean karen and i both kind of grow up grew up um watching we're still growing up yeah (laughs) um grew up like watching blue planet
1: and planet earth and and Planet. yeah we mentioned Um, it like eight times in the last podcast we really did Animal Planet, if you'd like to sponsor us. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Honestly, please.
0: Yeah. And honestly, like that accessibility really helped us fall in love with nature and want to protect it. And so we want to mirror that same accessibility of bringing
1: nature to people. Um, And at the same time you and I have both been lucky enough that we lived with the outdoors around us. Yeah. So, I mean, you've talked in the last pod, you talked about, you know, rattlesnakes in Colorado. And then I talked about, you know, bugs in the Creek and my grandparents. And like, yeah. it literally was at our fingertips anywhere we want. And not everybody gets that opportunity, yeah, absolutely. Um, especially while we're out here in Seattle. There's a lot of kids that have grown up with, I'm in the city and you know, you may go camping once in a while, but it's yeah. Bringing it to maybe digital media. Yeah. Physical. You know, we've got some ideas for the kids programs to bring biofacts so pelts and skulls and let kids see hands-on what do these animals look like feel like smell like even and um and be able to bring the world to them easier to learn absolutely i think it's easier to learn when you got it right in front of you it is it absolutely is which is maybe why jumping back to our last podcast history was maybe not my favorite (laughs) yeah it wasn't right there everything else was right there so yeah that's true yeah, I
0: hadn't thought about it that way too, but it definitely, I think that's part of why I didn't like history. I was like, well, why is it
1: not here now? So, yeah. Well, and the accessibility makes it shareable. Yeah. It's discussable. Yeah. Like I said, we've already gotten comments on our last one. So we've already been able to have discussions. We yeah. have, which I'm excited for. I mean, Same. we've had one. It wasn't even like a core podcast, it was stories. Yeah. And we're like, this is great.
0: Yeah. Um, and kind of even more with that, um, Kind of what you had mentioned is that accessibility changes with location and background. You and I grew up being able to go to nature, but um, that's really not true for everybody, obviously. So being able to create that experience, even again, if you're living in the city or just don't have kind of the time or the resources to go to nature, because sometimes we create our own environment, so you have
1: (laughs) to go um, kind of to the wild world. Well, and even the wild world isn't like that crazy. I was... Yeah, I, I remember um, I my dad's side lives in Ohio and I was visiting out there. Well, you know, we we're visiting family and uh, I got to see my first cardinal, mm. you know, a little red cardinal. Never seen one before. Yeah, it came out. We were uh, we were inside. We were playing some game myself and, and, and my cousins. And uh, I just remember it going up in the tree next to the house. And I'm like, I just stop everything I'm like, guys, this is so beautiful. Like, look at this cardinal. They looked at me like I had three heads. They're like, <laughs> and like, what do I care? Like it's, 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 it's bird. I see all the time. I had never seen one. You have a story similar to that when you came yeah, out Yeah, I do. That
0: was reminding me of, yeah. Um, again, I always, I kind of grew up feeling like I was close to nature, but I had never seen a bald eagle until I was driving to college in Seattle with my brother. Um, how un-American. Yeah, I guess so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we were like driving along this river, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's a bald eagle soaring through the sky!" And it like just shows that even being close to nature, being able to create accessibility for animals that aren't close to where you live, is yeah. also really important.
1: Yeah, well, and we we can become numb to what True. we what we see. Um, I've I've talked about how my grandparents live on you know uh, on Lake Washington, and they have eagles that nest in the trees around them. Mm. And even on Instagram uh about a month ago, I I kind of did a little story series of showing the eagles in the area. Yeah. Because I'm just like, I, I have to recognize that I'm very privileged mm. to have seen this over and over, that the young that were learning how to hunt and, and fly around and there were eagle feathers all over the ground from molting, that it just didn't even phase me yeah. as I'm doing yard work. Yeah. And then I'm like, there are people that have never seen this. I need to stop and take a stop and take a selfie. <laughs> no, I needed to share it. So, but it's cool. I mean, it breaks the mold. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And, and I'm hoping that a lot of our stuff that we do, you know, and in terms of the accessibility aspect of it, will break the, uh, a mold of how we learn and what we know. So bringing some of those animals that you've never seen before, maybe based off location, or yep. based off of just accessibility of like, I might, my, the outdoors are not like a forest. <laughs> to yeah. me. They're not yeah. right there. Um, being able to, to to get some other stuff and hands on. I mean, how many times have you ever felt a wolf pelt, right? So if we could bring that into a school and say, hey, like check this out, that's pretty cool, right? Absolutely. So I, yeah. I could just bring my Alaskan Malamute, and it would be similar. But, uh, we want <laughs> quite that. the same, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But another um,
0: thing that we had talked about in our mission was solution oriented. And again, we got into this a little bit in the other podcast. This is kind of a build off of that in that being able to create discussion and get down to the deeper issue rather than just talking about the surface level of like, yeah. oh yeah, climate change is happening. It's like, okay, so why and what are like all the impacts and what's leading up to all of that? And what are all the things leading
1: into it? So well, and making sure it's not a fad, exactly. You know, um, one of the things that was really big for us here in Washington, and especially mm. in Seattle, was the debate of plastic straws. Mm. That was what a year ago, a year yep. and a half ago. Yep. Should we keep them? Should we not? Should restaurants have them? Should they not? So on and so forth. And uh, uh, two points on that: mm. one, I people fell, followed through with it. You now have many, many restaurants that now have um, some variation of a straw that's yep. not plastic. Yeah and there's there's more accessibility to buying metal or reusable straws which is great yeah and then on the other side of it is it it exposed a lot of what could be wrong with just straight banning something Mm. Um, i know that there are some medical conditions that you need a straw to drink yeah there are also another big group of people germaphobes yeah that do not want to use anything but a plastic straw when they go to a restaurant yeah us looking at them and saying change your ways or physically, you know, sorry, you can't do it. Yeah, you know, yeah. Is, yeah. is not right. You yeah. know, we can't we we have to say, okay, what's what's the middle ground? How do we meet there in a tangible way? Yeah. That makes sense yeah. and actually creates lasting change. Yeah. And I think that's the important piece, is I don't I don't think I would as I would call myself an environmentalist. I don't mm-hmm. think I would be upset if plastic straw reduction or was, was plastic straw use was reduced down to say 10% of what it is. Yeah. I would call that a win. Yeah, I would. Too. It's not gone. No. But it's a win. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> True. You know, and I'm sure that that's probably higher than that population is. But yeah, I'm throwing numbers out that I don't know. And I mean, honestly, that kind of leads
0: also into what we've talked about of buildable steps and not impossible goals cuz it's impossible to say like, okay, sure. everybody stop using straws. It's like, okay, great, but that doesn't do anything. Let's Create steps so that people can still use what they want to use, but do it in a way that's safer and better for the environment. And, but again, still allows you to make the choices that you want to make. Because honestly, like, I feel like good environmentalism is making it easy for people to care, care for the environment, for them yep. to just like do what they want to do, but be able to do it in a way that's not so wasteful.
1: Well, and to allow it to continue on with the lifestyle that you do want to live yeah. to a degree. I mean, there's some that are very blatantly against environmental yeah. <laughs> uh, positive moves. True. But like, for example, I've, I've talked to people that are like, oh, I have a hard time not using plastic mm. water bottles. You know, I get that. I have, op- I have times that I'm, you know, somewhere and there's no other option and you need some water. That's one thing. Yep. If you're if you play basketball and you go and take a plastic water bottle to practice every single day. Come on, <laughs> and you better. I think you can do something there. Yeah, you know it's it's not impossible. No, you know, and I I would. It, it, it's hard now with how cheap they are and everything. Yeah. You could you can pull it off and you'd be yeah. you just fine. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's those buildable steps and building buildable steps for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Saying I'm I, I want to be a little bit better. We have a, a section of our website called the Made Simple tab. Um. Well, it's just a tab, but we call it the Made Simple tab here. And uh, at the very bottom of it, we have some quote unquote levels of environmentalism what it is built to be is not saying like oh i'm a level four like (laughs) great for me no it's supposed to like hey level one or like some of the easier things to do and try to knock those down and get them down before you go to level two yeah push yourself and do some of them maybe some of them come naturally to you you know you're like hey it'd be really easy for me to Start a compost pile, which is a higher level, but it's really hard for you to, like I said, let go of plastic straws, and that's that's fine. You're building some direction, yeah, um, and it's getting better, right? And so that's I, I love that section of our website Yeah, um, being able to, to
0: have something for you that helps you like build slowly towards better solutions is really helpful because sometimes it can feel the problem can feel too big
1: or by um, yourself
0: or by yourself, which again is another thing that we talk about <laughs> in our mission statement, um, is Trying to inspire people, trying to create inspiration. And we have kind of talked before about how sometimes conservation can get kind of Debbie Downer. Yeah. Um, we talked last time on the last podcast about getting bogged down in everything that's going on. But Which it, could be really easy to do sometimes. It can, but it doesn't have to be that way. Like, it's easy to create good conservationists <laughs> and um, kind of push people towards focusing on the possibilities rather than... Um, the problems and being solution oriented
1: yeah and i think one of the things that i loved that you had said when we were first talking about this topic Mm. was you said that good conservationists try to spin negative problems in a positive light and i don't think that gets enough yeah credit guess this is probably the right word for it that you can't be a conservationist that just points fingers and says you need to change you need to change you need to change gotta work with everybody you have to work with people right because otherwise you're going to get shut out pretty quick yeah we had kind of a, a small mini debate ourselves about whether this was a, you know, how big of an issue this really was, mm. I think it, I think it is a big one. I mean, that's why we put it in our mission statement is that it's, it's something that is hard to hear. And there's a lot of organizations, I won't name names, but, and, and there's a lot of organizations that focus on just the negative mm. and they hope that that's where it's going. And now as, as someone who's grown up with those organizations around, I can't stand the organization yeah. because all it is is negative stuff or they'll miss the point and so on and so forth. But
0: And important to like point out the problems. But if you're going to point out a problem, you have to also present a solution because otherwise you're just kind of becoming part of the
1: issue. Exactly. And it's like it, it, like back to the the plastic straws. Yeah. I can say plastic straws are bad. Yeah. They are. Yeah. It's terrible for the environment. Yeah. But if I don't follow that up with, hey, here's eight websites that you can get a reusable straw and or, hey, guess what? I'll buy you one. Yeah. then then how am I helping the situation? You're not. Not. Yeah. (laughs) Not at all. So it's like something that you want to be able to show that. And like the shirt example I said at the beginning, right? Hmm. You want to point people towards great places, uh, where to buy stuff, where to support things. Um, I'm hoping that this podcast gets shared to people. People are like, hey, this is a great opportunity to learn something new, right? That's a great example. So in, in our Made Simple tab, we have a list of stores Um, Online and in 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 person Mm. places that you can buy items for around your house Um, You know whether it's from your kitchen to your bedroom uh, things you can use outside for your dogs All kinds of stuff all a bunch of eco-friendly products things like that. Yeah
0: Yeah, and what we had said before when we were talking about this was that with great power comes great responsibility Um, So if you have the knowledge to know that it's a problem, then you should also Strive towards having the knowledge to solve the issue.
1: Yes (laughs) I mean, there's no way that I like like add to it. It's it's a pretty straightforward. When you said it the first time, I was like, this, this has to go in. It's like, it's like a perfect representation of of how this goes. I mean, if you, if you know something is wrong Mm. and you can, you can maybe push somebody in that direction of changing that, you know, to do so. Absolutely. It's your, it's your time to shine, you know, get out there and do it. Um, The amount of times that uh, not only have I been able to do that with family, say, Hey, here's a better way we could do this but for them to do it to me yeah be like hey absolutely cameron with <laughs> cms like that and i'm <laughs> like oh, you're right <laughs> let me change that yeah but yeah it's possible it's not someone else's job to do it yeah it's ours yeah so that's like a couple of our things of what we wanted to kind of break down the mission statement but another one of the things that i think is most important about our structure as an organization and one of the things I love about it, mm. one of the things I pride it in, I guess, is that I want to put, uh, uh, as the president, <laughs> <laughs> I want to put our board members, our volunteers, um, the people within the organization first. Mm. So setting them up for careers or things that are down the road, it's being able to say, hey, you want to go into this section of environmental you know, policy. Yep. Well, that's not going to help if I say, hey, can you... Go and do some art pieces for a series that we're doing. Like, you know, it's not gonna help. Yeah. But if I said, "Hey, would you be interested in doing a series on one of our social medias about like what are some policies happening in in the White House right now or our local governments and stuff like that?" Total different ball game, Absolutely. right? I mean, for example, what, once you share, what's yours? Like, how how have we structured it so that it helps you? I mean, you want to go into a direction of, mm. yeah,
0: there this you is go. so
1: true. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, when I was even becoming part of CMS, we kind of talked about strengths and weaknesses, and yeah, I've been able to make all the lucid science videos because I'm majoring in marine biology, minoring in film, and being able to kind of put those together and practice education as I grow up, wanting to be able to create films that educate people and make them love the environment.
1: And that comes into the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we're teaser. We're thinking about putting into YouTube more of. Uh, a little web series type thing in the air, but that's Logan's heading that up and working on that. And so those types of things, it's like a a real example of here's where you want to go. Here's what we're going to do. Because if God forbid CMS stops tomorrow, Mm. the people within it, I'm hoping, you know, have at least another 40, 50, 60 years in this world of environmentalism and saying, what are you going to do for it? You know, and this is what their passion is now. I'm assuming that's what their passion is going to continue to be. Yeah. So, let's use use that to your full capability and on top of it you get pumped up you do right i mean you're just like oh yeah i'm happy to do this <laughs> because i don't have to think about it yeah, you know i'm, 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 you I'm care happy about. to get out of bed and edit for six hours if need be yep <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet but uh, <laughs> i'm gotten. hoping he has a smile when we get there <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, that's a, it's it's a little bit of a quicker pod from last week. Last week, we went a little longer because we really went into our stories. But yeah. we wanted to share a little bit more about what our mission statement is, how it breaks down. Um, and between that and what CMS is and where the podcast is going from last week's episode, we're hoping the two kind of give you a picture of where we want to grow this and the organization a little bit more, as well as just some fun facts about Who we are, I guess. Yeah. Personally, Logan and myself and CMS. So any last words on this podcast? I think you killed it.